And welcome, everybody. Hey, 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 it's March 7th today. It's the beginning of a new month, and I'm going to be 68 next Wednesday. Isn't that exciting? Oh, you're <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> and that was Doug Johnston, our co-host, in case you were wondering who that was. And welcome, my dear. Well, thanks. I'm glad to be here on well, this little yeah. cloudy day. Yes, yeah, sort of semi-cloudy, but it's trying to get better. It's going to well, be s- it broke into rain twice on my way up Oh, here. did it? Oh, yes. it didn't, didn't break into anything for me. So anyway, cool. So anyway, today on the show, we're going to have our usual month, beginning of the month activities like the Astro News of the Month and then Astro Celebrity of the Week. That's going to be Bernie Sanders. And we're also going to look at two other charts during this hour. We're going to be looking at Kirk Douglas as well as Joe Biden. That's kind of an interesting mix. So anyway, we're going to be doing that. And we're going to be doing that with Ms. Jackie Slevin, who is a fabulous astrologer from New Jersey. And she's with us today. And we're going to talk and talk. I think we're going to talk about stationary planets and also the uh, what's that thing she does, that, that career thing? Uh, it's the Slevin way? The Slevin method of determining career. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be talking about that too. So it should be an, an interesting hour for sure. So anything you want to say? I'm just waiting to hear it all come. <laughs> okay. I'm ready for Mercury to get out of retrograde. Yes, we are. That's going to be happening here on uh, the 9th. I think it's Monday. It leaves, so thank goodness for that. I've had a close call coming in. Okay, we got to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So, when we talk about the astro news of the month, we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay, so anyway, we're going to take a really quick break right now. And when we come back, it's the astro news of the month. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. My goodness, that's that just wants that just lulls me to sleep listening to that. <laughs> okay, anyway, so right now it's time for the Astro News of the Month. And we've got several major things happening here. So let's talk about the first one. That's Mercury going direct. Thank God. Yeah, well, you know, Mercury in Pisces is hard. It is. It is. Like people who are not paying attention where they're going. I know. Or what they're saying. Yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I notice that when I'm writing my scopes every month, you know, for KKNW's website, I notice that that ability increased really well for the last month. And I was yeah. going way the heck out there with with that stuff. It's great for your imagination. Oh, it's wonderful. Jeez, <laughs> I was trying to train it, kind of like, hold on, come back here. I can't can't really follow you where you're going, you know. So um, yeah, it was interesting. 
But uh, by and large, it has a lot to do with miscommunications with people because the Mercury and Pisces does that anyway. And then you add the retrograde to it, and that just adds more of what that is. Right. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, we've been watching what's happening, and I don't want to get too much in this, but, you know, what's happening in the government and the coronavirus and all that. And I'm wondering how much of that they've been telling us is really the truth. If so, any. Like if we had the, Ob- um, what was it, the... Oh, but um, why can't I think what the heck it is I want to say? It's the first thing that goes. <laughs> Back a few years oh, yeah. after we had the other bird flu, the oh, yeah. SARS, SARS and, and Ebola. When we e- had the Ebola, e- Ebola. it yeah. was so huge. As yeah. There was all the talk. As soon as they got their grant to make the control for it, we never heard another word about it. Yeah, I mean... I don't even remember the Ebola virus. And I don't even, you know, I don't even like drinking Corona anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I drink I water. I know. I figured I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking that, you know, with the Mercury and Pisces, there's a lot of stuff we've been told over the last month that is a little exaggerated. Now, I'm thinking when Mercury goes unretrograde on Monday, that may start to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. I, hopefully it all gets wrapped up because yeah, I, I don't think there's much going with it. I know. So anyway. But the trip in was yeah. a close call. Was it? Oh, what happened? I was moving into the lane uh-huh. to exit over here. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden some gal that was coming up from the down below and coming up into the play, she decides to move out into my lane exactly <laughs> at the same time. That you were I'm halfway lanes? in uh-huh. to that lane when she comes from the other lane over okay. and tries to come into the same lane that I'm already halfway oh, into. Oh, great. So I, and I saw her make her move. So uh, as I soon see. as I did, and we were about a foot apart, Oof. I quickly moved all the way out. Did she just sort of float into the lane? I hit it and scooted up and got in front of her and oh. moved over another lane and out at the door I went. Well, that's that's a little scary, but that's also a little unconscious on the other part of her driver's part. I don't think she was even aware that I was there. That's what I'm saying. Not no, aware. I don't think that she was even aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was looking back to uh-huh. see if there was anyone coming up behind. She didn't know I was right there beside her. <laughs> okay. So it was kind of another, another thing, uh, it's another example of Mercury retrograde in Pisces, folks. Well, Leviza had one the other day, too. Oh, did Sorry, she? Leviza. Oh, we'll have to hear that. about that later. So, anyway, uh, you'll tell me about that later. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, I've just had to be more conscious driving. Well, just, just so that people know, during this last few days of a retrograde, be a very defensive driver. Yeah, right. Very right. defensive because this is where more car accidents happen. Yeah, any other time. That's really true. Okay, so next we've got Saturn going into Aquarius on March 21st. This is big. Mm-hmm. It's going to stay there for two and a half years. And well, it it jumps back into Capricorn. Yeah, that's true that. later on. But at least it's going to be moved out of Capricorn and away from the Saturn Pluto thing yeah. a, for a while. So that's a relief. So anyway, right. and then finally, and I, I don't really know what that means. Saturn Aquarius basically is taking two signs that are opposing each other. Saturn says we want structure, we want structure. Uranus or Aquarius says we want to break out of the structure. So that that's going to be like two contrary um, impulses. Now, in some respects, uh, Saturn and Aquarius is actually a secondary ruler of Aquarius is Saturn. 
you know, before Uranus was ever discovered. So you have to kind of give that flavor in there, too. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all right, the next is Mars into Aquarius on 3.30, and that's going to be interesting because Saturn and Mars are going to conjunct at zero degrees Aquarius on the 30th. (laughs) I can't wait to see what happens then. So anyway, it's just going to be really interesting. Who's going to be the bigger policeman? Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. During that time, I would really keep your speed down. Cause yeah, I would you too. You could get a ticket real easy with yeah, really authority easy. being out there. Really, really scoping easy. Scoping everything out. Yep, that's right. Okay, now next we've got the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okay, and what we're going to do right now is we're going to bring on Ms. Jackie Slevin because she's going to be talking about Mr. Bernie Sanders, who's our very first Celebrity of the Week. Hello, Jackie. Hello, Eileen. How and, are you? Uh, I am fine, thank you. And oh, good. And everything today with all of you. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. We, can, you know, s- we like you a lot. Yeah, we do. Oh, thank you. I- <laughs> I like you guys, too. Oh, thanks. Oh, we just, as a major love society. All the guests we have, you would be the one I would like to meet in person. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sometime get yourself out here to Seattle after this virus gets, you know, we're literally like ground zero of it over here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's We were the first sanctuary city that claimed we had it. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) Sanctuary cities. You were telling me about that this morning. So, okay, anyway, we're going to talk about Bernie Sanders, and let's talk a little bit about him. His birth date is September 8th, 1941, at 1227 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time in Brooklyn, New York. Now, would you like to start this lovely thing? Because you said you did a paper on him at one point a couple years ago. I did. I wrote an article about Bernie Sanders, the now-defunct, magazine Dell Horoscope that was the world's largest astrological magazine for 80 plus years and it only went under a a month or so ago and about two years ago I was asked to write an article about this radical Bernie Sanders and I I found the birth time of 1227 p.m. I forgot where I, I don't recall the source of that yeah I don't know that it's confirmed but if you pull up this chart and work the angles at, you know, he comes up with 25 Scorpio rising. It fits like a glove. It really does. Okay. Right. So this is the chart I used for his. Okay. Yeah. All right. Scorpio for, for, rising. Yeah, this, that was the time that I used. So what we see with Bernie, that he has Virgo rising, which makes him a very hard worker for well, well, small well, well, things. Well, we have 25 Scorpio rising. We have Virgo rising. at the Midheaven. Yeah, Virgo at the Midheaven. Oh, I, no, I, I meant Virgo at the Midheaven. I'm sorry. Oh, that's it's right. okay. It's a retrograde. It's, it's retrograde Mercury. We can't help it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> go ahead. Virgo Midheaven. So we're looking for what planet in my Slevin system is the closest, makes the closest Pluto. Ptolemaic. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's not Pluto. It would it's be. Not, not Pluto. Pluto's the closest thing I see. But Pluto's at 5 Leo, and we need a Ptolemaic aspect to hit 8 Virgo. Okay. So I'm looking at 0. I'm looking at Uranus at 0. Oh, Gemini. Okay, you're 0 degrees Gemini, squaring his midheaven. Right. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Now, I want to go back. Why Why is Pluto not the closest planet? I want to understand your method there. Okay. 
Because his midheaven is eight, eight. Virgo Doug. Yes, okay? got it. And we want a Ptolemaic aspect. Ptolemaic conjunction. All Conjunction, the fun, the fun. Oh, square, opposition, it. sextile, and trine. Got it, got right, it, got right, it. Right. I see it now. Okay, got it. Okay, too. okay. so you see it now. So okay. I'm looking at yeah, Uranus here. at zero Gemini squaring that Virgo midheaven. Right. And when you have an outer planet, the outer planets being Uranus, Neptune, and or Pluto as your principal planet. Yes. You don't have a straight job. You don't have a nine-to-fiver. You don't want one. No. And if you have to get one, it's temporary, but, and you're looking to get out of it. Right. He okay. never ever had one until he never got, really did, did he? No. No. Until he's 41 <laughs> and he got elected. <laughs> yeah. He did not ever have a nine-to-fiver or a straight job. Right. He was never a businessman, never a, a, a worker in the mainstream. No. No, and he's definitely an advocate of alternative stuff. I mean, you know, getting, you know, making sure every there's going to be Medicare for all. That's very Aquarian. Oh, and, extremely Aquarian. Yeah. And what's also noteworthy about Bernie Sanders on the day of his birth marked was the first day of the siege of Leningrad during World War II. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. We've got to take a really quick break here. Okay. What, what we're going to do is come back after this, and we're going to talk more about Bernie, and then we're going to shift over our, to our two other guests that we have. So anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Angela Probst, who was an aromatherapist. At this point, you've probably heard of essential oils. Are you confused? Are you overwhelmed? Not sure where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. And if you want more information and you want to talk to Angela, give her a call today at 253 278 1599 or visit her at her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to MattShayBooks.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, March 8th, it's Best Sunday with Nels and Linda Rasmussen in the studio. Together, they'll take your calls and then remotely provide neuroenergetic rebalancing, the Rasmussen Reset, and emotional codes work for you and or your animal friends. Hope you can join us and plan to call in. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, and with me is my co-host, Doug Johnston. Anyway, and our guest today is Jackie Slevin, and we are talking about Mr. Bernie Sanders. Hi, welcome back, dear. Thank you. Okay, so what were we saying about Bernie? The Uranus. Uranus, yes. Yeah, Uranus is his principal planet mm-hmm. because that's the planet that makes the closest Ptolemaic aspect to his Virgo midheaven. Right. And it's stationary retrograde. And it's stationary retrograde, too. Yeah, he was born in between three stations. Yes, he was, wasn't he? Yes. yes. <laughs> Hold on, now. Let me give you the exact 
stations that he was born under. I, I have to open up the page to where it's for you. Well, I've got them written here if you want me to do okay, it. Okay, go ahead. Sure. Okay, um, Uranus is stationary, retrograde. And then Saturn is right next to it is also stationary, retrograde. And then Mars is at 23 Aries, and that is stationary, retrograde as well. So that's what I don't have the exact degrees on that, but we came pretty close within a couple of degrees, really close degrees on all three of them. So I think it's not sliding home. You're right there. (laughs) You know, right there. That that is a personality that is going to meet many, many challenges in this lifetime with authority, with action and with radical ideas. Yeah, he kind of does that, doesn't he? (laughs) The embodiment of it. And what we also notice is that he's got Venus at 22 Libra on the cardinal axis in the 11th house of the everyman. Okay, right. So that's justice for all. He would be a tireless campaigner for justice. Mm -hmm. Now, to top it off, it opposes that stationary Mars in Aries, along with his moon in Aries. right. And right now, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction is making a T-square. It's squaring both that Venus and that Mars. So that's his revolution is focused on financial equity. And Uranus would be squaring his Pluto, too. Okay. Oh, yes, it would be. Uh, Yes. Uranus is squaring. Yes, it is. I just noticed just noticed yes, that. It is. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, you're really right. Close. Very good. That's very good. Yeah, and which the, is interesting, being how Uranus is his principal planet. planet. Principal, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, call principal, I call it ruling planet, but principal's good. Yeah, principal planet meaning it's rulership over over his career, basically. Yes, and yeah. it's that now. You see how this fits like a glove this time because Uranus is now at three Taurus. Yeah, his sixth house cusp is four Taurus. And that's health care. Hello. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he's obviously done um, a lot of things as far as, you know, equality for women with that Venus in the 11th house. Wow. Absolutely. You know, yep. that's, that's you know, making sure everybody is equal, but basically it's for women. And so he's probably why he has a lot of women followers. Probably. That and child care. I yeah. mean, you know, he wants universal child care. Right. Child care is the fifth house. Right. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Right. And that's something he could get really passionate about with the Mars and retrograde, too, and stationary. I mean, mm-hmm. geez, that's like, that's double quadrupling the whammy there on it that is. Mars. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I'm surprised he wasn't an athlete with that Mars, but I don't think he was. No, he wasn't. So, no. But 14, he does get angry a lot. March 14th is where that crosses over into the 5th. Okay. So it's... it's um, Coming real soon. Yep, that's right. And his nodes, oh no, never mind, I was going to say 22. Oh, that's right, on my my son, interesting. Oh, there should be a connection there, but I don't feel it. <laughs> yeah, so right now, Neptune at a, what, 17 or 18 Pisces? Uh, Pisces, yeah. At 18 Pisces is now squaring his Jupiter, his natal Jupiter over there. Right, and it's also mm-hmm. been opposing his son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he's been laden with transits, and you know the stuff that's on his plate right now is really he really heavy. So he, you know it depends on how he deals with it. But you know I think yes. his best way to to deal with it is not to become reactive. 
Yeah. I would agree, and he should focus on the members of the younger generation with that fifth house. Yep, that's right. Well, he said that that's where he's putting his focus, but it was hard to get them to come to his stuff. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay, they, cool. They may talk, but they don't vote. Oh, they may talk, but what they he don't said. vote. Interesting. All right. So, okay. We're going to be, anything else you want to say about Bernie before we move on to someone else? Not especially, no. I mean, we've pretty much hit the highlights. Okay. And hopefully he has a shot in November. Yeah, hopefully he does too, you know. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting thing, the the duo that's going to be running for this, you know, with Biden and and Sanders doing it. Be interesting. Well, we do have another retrograde when that time actually comes. So <gasps> oh, get ready for in November? whatever. In November? Yes, I believe. Yes. It. Oh, the 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 skies in November are not pleasant. No, for the election. they're awful at the election yep. time. Oh, how nice! I looked at it a long time ago, and I knew there was something that was all. Just speak into the mic, dear. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we just come out of. Mercury retrograde, but Mars is retrograde at that time as well. Yeah, right. Oh, Mars retrograde? Ooh, yeah. Okay. All right. a lot of anger. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be it. very interesting when that time comes. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Okay, so next we're going to be doing Kirk Douglas. Okay, and he just passed away a few weeks ago. Uh, his birthday is December 9th, 1916, 10, 15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Amsterdam, New York. And he was 103 when he died. He's an extraordinary, the longevity of that man is really extraordinary. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, we were looking up stationary planets in his chart, and I didn't think there was any, but there are. You know, and Doug found them. Thank God for Doug. You know, so Let's hear it, Doug. What are Kirk's stationary planets? Uh, Neptune is stationary retrograde. Saturn is stationary retrograde. And Jupiter is stationary direct. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Another three bagger. Jupiter is really the closest one as far as uh, degrees, because it's it's just a matter of minute. Okay. Oh, it is. Oh, it's really close. Yeah. So it's right right at home plate. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> because and when you look at it, in Jupiter being that ruling planet, he is a Sagittarius. That's interesting. As yes, well. uh, the ruling planet of the sun sign is mm-hmm. stationary direct. So, I, you know, I think that has a lot to do with how he managed to get up and out of this state of life and his background and his, his poverty and, you know, his, all that stuff in New York. He was, he was able to, by his positive thoughts probably, move himself forward into a really, uh, say, well, lucrative position. If you look at his physique back during that time, he had an incredible physique as yeah. well. Yeah, he did. Which made him look very athletic. That also could be Jupiter. You know, the, yes. you know, just the drive and wanting to keep moving and moving and moving, you know. So um, so what do you think? Uh, I think he thought he was Zeus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he oh, was certainly, what, what was he, Hercules in one of those moves? Spartacus. Something, Spartacus. Spartacus. Yeah, he was Spartacus, and he was also the uh, Viking. And, you know, one thing that he did in the Viking, well, you, you brought this up, uh, Doug, about his physique. He did he did a stunt in the Viking that allegedly hadn't been done since Viking times. I mean, he he jumped off the side of the ship and ran across the oars. You know, like oh my god, oh yes, I remember that in that show. Yes, oh. and even the directors were going, "What? Oh my god, what is he doing?" 
he had allegedly done research that that was a feat of prowess in the Viking era, and he just jumped down and did it. Wow. Jupiter and Aries. Doesn't he, that yeah. figure? Very, yeah. very, very athletic. Yeah, extremely. He was very, very well built. It was probably well, well, he, even when he was on for the Oscars, when he got the award for at the very end when he turned 100 or whatever, mm-hmm. he still was very mobile and able yeah. to move with no problem. Yeah, and the fact that he came back from a stroke. Right. Yeah, I mean, he, his willpower was like nothing else we've ever seen. And I know, you know what those things knock you for a loop. Yeah, yes. Well, one that. of the things that we see here is that the ruler of his midheaven is Scorpio. Right. And so we're looking at Pluto and Mars as the ruler of Scorpio. Right. And guess what? They oppose each other. His uh-huh. Mars is exalted and it opposes Pluto. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those are all in the right places if you're going to have a really resilient body. You're yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. That's really He's also sad. a full moon baby. Yes, he is. Yeah. With a T-square to Chiron, and then if you pull in Ceres over there at 15 Virgo, he's got a grand cross. Oh, my gosh. Immutable signs. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have those. Uh, oh. I don't have Chiron or the asteroids on my charts here. Okay. I have to have set them up separately to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's, that also makes it, it makes it interesting for his ability to heal himself, don't you think? Yes, and also what he had to overcome... In his early poverty, which was abject, I mean, he, they they were at the poverty line, if not below the poverty right, line. Right, right. Yeah. In his early childhood circumstances. So if we see that his ruling planet is Saturn and Uranus, and his Saturn is stationary retrograde, means his father had a terrible time of it. Yeah. And his father was an alcoholic ragman. Right, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and an immigrant who could barely speak English. You know, the thing of it is is that not only was he an actor and he did all this other stuff really well, he was a heck of a writer, you know, which is Sagittarius basically. And I read the Red Ragman's son years ago and I was absolutely I was floored by how wonderfully written it was, but I was yes. just tied to it. I, I don't put think he had down. a ghostwriter either. I, no. I think he did it all himself. I think he did too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty uh, that awesome. was an excellent book. Excellent. It really was fabulous. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Okay. His Venus in Scorpio. That's interesting. Well, Venus is on his IC, which is the point opposite the midheaven, Uh-oh. and it's conjunct Algol. Okay. His okay. Venus is in his ninth house. Yeah. And Venus is in the ninth house in detriment, okay. but it squares Uranus. Oh, so oh he was, yeah. Yeah. So he'd have an unusual old age, and he did. Yeah, he did. He did. And he was married. I mean, he was married for a really long time. You know, it sort of would make sense that, you know, Saturn would be involved. But, you know, um, he was, you know. Oh, the other thing about this chart, we were talking about this before we came on, is the amount of Uranus in his chart. You mm-hmm. have the 11th house sun. You have Aquarius rising and Uranus in its own sign in the first house. That's mm-hmm. a lot of Aquarius and, of course, a uh, stationary, I believe, was it stationary retrograde Uranus? Uh, no, it's not. No. no. But it still has a huge airplay in his, his chart. And, you know, he was always breaking through to different levels of something, you know, and breaking the rules that normally everybody would be, you know, set up to do. So um, Yeah, it's also his principal planet now that you mention it. Yes, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Exactly right. So, so his physical body... Because Uranus rules his first house, is involved in his work, yeah. in his career, and yep. it was. Yep, 
It was. I would imagine that he would have energy bursts that would be so sudden, so swift, and then, bam, it would turn off. Mm-hmm. You know, but he would be able to capitalize on it just when he needed to do it. You know, exactly. I you know, would agree 100%. You know, just like, you know, going off the side of the boat and running down those oars. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got to take another break right now. And when we get back, we're going to have more with Ms. Jackie Slevin and, of course, Doug Johnston. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt writes books that centers around the common person in everyday life, people like you and me. His writings emphasize that each and every one of us was blessed with a unique, one-of-a-kind winning hand that will eventually be called upon to serve the world we live in. Matt will write stories and conduct radio interviews for the rest of his life as a way to encourage and inspire others. And another great book of Matt's is the trilogy Al- Judge Evan Wong, Laura Town, and The Mouse That Roared, which has been receiving a lot of attention lately and can be found on Amazon and his website. So feel free to look at his m- website where all of his books are available. Matt would love to hear from you also, and it promises to answer any or all that contact him. You can also write him at his personal email address at workinmat 7 that's W-O-R-K-N-MAT7, at AOL.com, or you can call him at 206-915-1881, and you can contact him at his website, www.mattsheabooks.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell played DJs for a day. Feeling lucky on Friday the 13th? Lucky you music to enjoy for an hour. On Saturday, Christopher Hill talks about the roots of rock and roll music and its endurance over many decades from his book, Into the Mystic. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, with my co-host, Matt. Matt I've got a new name. (laughs) i got a new name. I'm sorry. I didn't even know I was going to get a new name. I'm sorry. Doug Johnston. <laughs> Boy, well, that's who's on you. next week, Mad Shay. Sorry, I was getting ahead of myself. Yeah, <laughs> leaping over Leaping <laughs> the Woo! pages. Right over. We're Jeez. at the end of the show. We're announcing. Okay. Anyways, so, yes, he's Doug Johnston. And we have my guest, Jackie Slevin, oh, who also found that funny. Well. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. I must say it was funny. Hi. Hi. That was weird. Okay, anyway. Joe Biden. I never know what's going to come. Oh, Yes. The next person is Joe Biden. Now, did we finish off everybody, everything we wanted to do for Kirk Douglas? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we, did. we went through that think, really well. I thought we did, too. It was pretty, very, very comprehensive. Okay, now we have Joe Biden. All right. So, I think, to me, it's one of the most interesting charts I've ever looked at. But here is his birth information. It's November 20th, 1942. At 8.30 a.m. Eastern War Time in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So, okay, so we, you know, he's obviously a Scorpio, and he's got a lot of it in there, and, you know. And the 12th house. And it's in the 12th house, which is, 
I kind of wish that we could just move it out of the 12th house and put it in the first, okay? So we know what he was talking about. (laughs) 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 He talks about things and you think, where are we? Going. Yeah, it's a little confusing sometimes, you know. Especially when he thanked them all for being there to support him to be the next senator. Oops. (laughs) Oops. Which wrong election. Anyway. (laughs) So um, what do you have to say about Joe Biden? Because I think we have a, you know, basically a couple of segments to work on him and we got some time to really get into it. So, okay, with Biden, we also have a Virgo midheaven. Yes, Mm -hmm. we do. Okay, And so the ruler of his midheaven is over there in the 12th house in Scorpio. Right. Sextiling the Midheaven. So we have the golden goose of the ruler of the Midheaven is an aspect to the Midheaven. And this is somebody who rises to the top of their profession. Okay. They get where they need to go. Through the Mercury function. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And so However, what kind of what kind of I find disturbing about this chart is that it's so heavily twelfth house concentrated. Yeah, it is a little disturbing, isn't it? Just yeah, because you, I mean it's it's emblematic that the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing, or <laughs> vice versa. Right, you know? exactly. It, it How, doesn't want you to know, and it'll tell you when it feels like telling you, and that'll probably be never. Yeah, right. So. You know what I kind of notice about him is that I've noticed for a long time since I saw his chart, and I go, yeah, I can sort of see that 12th house. I mean, especially the issues of a couple of years ago when he was called upon the carpet by some women who accused him of sexually, you know, mishandling them. Mm-hmm. And I could see why they would say that with the Mars in the 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would because be misconstrued. He, he is always touching them. He's a touchy-feely guy, yeah. you know. He has Taurus moon. Yeah, that's what oh. we do. And we, oh, yeah. Oh, you have a Taurus moon, don't you? I do, yeah. Touchy-feely. Yep, that's mm. right. So yep. that's an automatic. Well, you know, I think my Mercury's in... Uh, Taurus. No, it's in Taurus. Yeah. And so that means I, I, it's strictly for Braille. <laughs> Use your fingers for Braille. <laughs> oh, God. Also, when you have a Neptune in the 10th like that, there's an element of glamour in your career. Right. Yeah, I would agree. There's a little bit of Disney World in what you're going after, you know? Right, yeah. Well, they are, when you look at them, they're a very attractive couple. Oh, yeah, Jill and... Even in their late years, they're a very attractive couple. Jill and Joe, yeah, J&J. Very much so. Yeah. And she's super smart, too. Yeah, she's a doctor. Yeah, and she really hammered that that person that tried to come, you know, run up at him, you know, at the... (laughs) I find her quite... Yes, I did see that. She's very protective of him. Oh, she almost tackled him. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I thought, wow, that's well. You see, the rule—he's got um, Saturn in the seventh conjunct a royal star. Okay, and Venus is almost conjunct his ascendant. Yeah, right. So he—he would never hook up with a blushing violet. No, that's not going to happen. She's got to be stronger than he is, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she Mm -hmm. was. I saw pictures of her just like grabbing her around the neck and saying, "Excuse me, get off my honey." You know, well, they, they said that they're an <laughs> opening for Secret Service if she wants it. <laughs> right. Well, you know, um, you know that he's protected by her. You know, she's a very strong he's will. He's got stationary retrograde planets, too. Oh, he does, doesn't Pluto he? Pluto and Jupiter both. Pluto and Jupiter. Interesting. You know, yeah. and I when I looked at that, um, uh, astro.com, you know, uh, Astro Data Bank, and I looked it up to see if he had any stationary plans. It didn't say that he didn't. You know what? I don't trust that. I have to go check my ephemeris to see if you actually have them or not. 
you know, and Jupiter and Pluto, it makes so much sense that those it would be those two because, you know, he's a man who, I, th- I mean, I was watching the, you know what I did? I have to tell you this whole story. When we did the primary and I voted, I voted for Bernie Sanders because I figured Biden was pretty much slipped off the radar screen and I just didn't want to put my, you know, my things in his basket. So I, I voted for him. Now I'm really regretting it because since then, I mean, he's come right out of the starter and he's shot off like a cannon, you know. But what he did, which was incredible, he was talking, I think, a night before or a couple of nights before the primary last week. And he was talking so sincerely and emotionally about something. And I was I was just riveted by what he was talking about. And um, I said, that's it. I'm voting for him. I mean, he's got a heart. He's you know, he's got. He's got intensity in the way he connects to people. Is just, I mean, if anything else, even though maybe his policies don't necessarily agree, he has the heart to do it, you know. And that's what I look for in a candidate. So that's my little spiel. I'm sticking to it. So anyway, so uh, what else about uh, Bernie here? Can't you find about Bernie or Joe? I'm sorry, Joe. I'm just really yeah. renaming them all. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. Uh, what we have, we, there's a great amount of luck in this chart. Okay. And luck is a loose word, but I'm going to use it because okay. he's Sagittarius is his ascendant, three right. Sagittarius rising, right. and then his Jupiter is exalted up there in the eighth house. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's retrograde, so it's not operating up to par, but it's still exalted, and it trines the Mercury, the okay. Sun, and the Venus. Right. Right. That's hard to beat. Yeah, that is pretty hard to beat. And it's it's stationary, too, his Jupiter. Yes. So, I mean, that's adding an extra oomph to that Jupiter right there. Yes. So It also means this man will never be broke. Yeah, probably. Oh, true, with Jupiter in the eighth. Well, no, never. Yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pro- probably true. Although we keep saying that, well, and we keep hearing about the reports that he doesn't have enough money, but I go, nah, I think he's... Well, I don't know about that because also the ruler of his ace is fundraising and that sort of thing, like other people's money. Yeah. The ruler of his ace is exalted in Taurus, conjunct his part of fortune. Right, right. So no worries there, Gov. Yeah. And now that he's got Bloomberg behind him... Oh, God, right? (laughs) That's going to be an unlimited fund for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So long yeah. as they set up a super PAC so they can actually do the money thing. So a couple of nickels here and there. A couple of yeah, just a couple of nickels. But Yeah, but with that with that Uranus son, he has had tragedy in his life. Oh my gosh, yes. Serious tragedy. Yep. He and has. he's got the Uranus on the descendant. When you have Uranus on the descendant, there will sh- shocking things will happen to you through your partner. Okay. That's interesting. And the ruler of his fifth is Mars. Right. And Mars is square Pluto. Yeah. Not pleasant. Not pleasant. And he has a moon square Pluto, too. Yeah. So he has had yeah, he does. loss. Yeah, so, and his, his uh, wife and child and died child. in a car accident. Yeah, so he's lost women in his life. He's mm-hmm. had a lot of loss. And then, of course, his son that he just lost a few years ago. Yep. So, yes. um, I mean, in typical Scorpio fashion, loss brings greater strength to a mm-hmm. Scorpio. And, you know, the, the strength and the experience that he's had from those losses have made the, the man he is now. And the way he, he, how he can be so compassionate about people, especially the things that are similar to his. So Yes, I've also heard that when he has come upon people who are in deep emotional pain, he's, he's given them not his card, 
his cell phone number. Yeah, I know. And said, call me whenever you need me. And people have done that. And he's gotten up in the middle of the night and talked to people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much says if he weren't in the public eye being a politician, he'd probably be a psychologist. That or working a hotline. Yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. know, like a survival hotline, you know, some sort mm-hmm. of crisis line type of thing. Yep. Yeah, it would be. There's okay. something about a hotline, you know, the, the electric shock when you touch a hotline. <laughs> mm. Oh, I think I, for, I got it confused with the electric fence. And we need a drum rift after you say something <laughs> like that. Kaboom. I just you thought know. it was kind of funny when that you said funny. that hotline. I thought uh, first thing went oh, electric fence. A, yeah, word association. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. so because I'm... Also, with, oh, yeah, well, also we see that... Right now, with his natal Jupiter at 25 Cancer, right. Pluto's opposing it. Yep, it is. Saturn's opposing it. Yep. And so, so yeah. he really has to nail down what he's standing for. Yep, he does. And um, I think the thing about him, and it's, I've, I've just kind of been watching him from afar, and then I wouldn't see him for a while, and I go, what is he doing? You know, isn't he supposed to be out there, you know, publicizing himself and campaigning? And he's not doing it. I said, why is he doing that? My feeling was that he was kind of like laying low and, you know, setting he, up his ducks. He was running for senator. He told you. Not running for senator. <laughs> no. This was right after the primary in South Carolina. No. You wanted he, to thank him for He got him mixed up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny. That is funny. But the feeling was, I, you know, with that 12th house stuff, he could lay low in the background and amp up his no one inner knows stuff. What he's doing. Nobody knows what he's doing, you know. Right. And then, bam! Out of the gates, he, he doesn't comes. know either. <laughs> he does too. Yeah, and this is what we agree to disagree, Doug. Well, that and, was so funny when I when he said that. I just started laughing. I thought, Oh my yeah. God! Well, you know. But so anyway, I figured that when he came, literally came out of the closet in a, in a figurative sense, not in a literal sense, but he came out of the closet a couple of weeks ago. I was like, he's finally come out. You know, he's been well, waiting for that. Well, Neptune's his midheaven, so he, his career is undergoing a huge change. Oh, that's true, too. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really true. You know, and, um, and he's trying to probably figure out which way to project himself. Exactly, and he'll have to nail down... His campaign, and he's going to have a hard time doing that with that Neptune opposing his midheaven. I think so, yeah. too. It's very, because Hillary's pushing to come in here somewhere, oh. somehow. Oh. Hillary? You wait and see. There's well, going to be some, thinks. this big thing that just came up was like this apologies as far as for Bill Clinton that he was making. That, oh. to me, says that Hillary's manipulating that and pulling to come back in here somehow. I don't know. Well, I, I would like, know. like to see her chart. I don't think I've ever looked it's at it. It's a Scorpio it. chart, and she's got a lot of stuff in it that's pretty strong. So, Oh, she has a very strong chart. I yeah, think she has usually. Mars, Junk, Pluto, and Leo. Yes, yeah, she, she does. Yeah, yeah. she's got that, that conjunction. Th- the first thing went through me, and I'm... You know, I'm very, very on the psychic world before I ever learned astrology. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw was her making a push to come back in here somehow. And she is kind of sneaking back into the news right now. She's, She's doing talk shows and stuff. too much, but the thing with Bill was almost like they were asking for forgiveness for what went on, even though there was never anything that was an apology right. to Lewinsky right. or That's anything. Right, Yes. 
Okay, we have to take another really quick break. And when we get back, we're going to finish up with Joe Biden and anything else we happen to discover. Okay, this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi there, this is a live read for Ms. Susan Bergstrom, who is a Medicare exchange lady. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near retirement, largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we'll need affordable supplemental coverage that takes care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help us get to that best coverage for you. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you some money. So Susan has workshops scheduled for this next month, or this month actually, where you can find out all about Medicare and here are the dates. March 11th, which is Wednesday and my birthday, I can't help saying that, is Federal Way Library and it's at 6.30 p.m. And then March 24th, downtown Puyallup Library at 5.30 p.m. And don't forget, she will be at the Emerald Spiral Fair on March 28th. If you need more information, call Susan at 253-318-318. 9379 or email her at sbergstrom at com. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. We're finishing up with our wonderful guest, Ms. Jackie Slevin, who has told us a, a bunch who of we stuff. Love. We love her. We love her we do. big time. <laughs> We love you, darling. <laughs> I love you both back. Oh, thank you. Anyway, so we said the right thing. We'll have you back again. Yeah, we will. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, kind of making you a, a, like a regular on the show because you're just so good. You well, know, thank you. You're, you're welcome. Fun. You're, you're just you're so much fun, fun, and we have a great time. So anyway, let's finish up with Joe here. I, I just keep coming back to that twelfth house, and it's kind of like. It sneaks out every now and then, yeah. you know, when he's speaking in front of an audience, like when he's delivering his message, you can see the Pluto Scorpio there, right mm-hmm. there. It's like it comes rearing up and there it is out there in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <clears throat> especially his Mars and Scorpio. And, you know, you know, Trump keeps saying, if, if, if Biden is in, I'll win. And I'm going, you don't, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. You don't even know what you're dealing with. Because Scorpio can keep it all hidden until they want to release it. And, and then look out, folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kaboom. Now you've got a nuclear reactor. Yep, and basically Trump is laying there over there on the other side with his head cut off. And so what, you know. Wait, no, don't cut heads off. You know what happened to the last one that cut the head off? Who? Oh, what's her name? The comedian? Uh, yes. Yeah. Her world mm-hmm. took a dump like incredible for saying such a thing. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But then she did have his head with blood dripping and everything else. Oh, okay. She was holding Her career hand. ended. I mean, it was over. Yeah, okay. it was done just like that. Okay. Yep. I, I was having fun with the show, and Jackie wants to come back. <laughs> so don't cut the heads off. Okay, I won't. But I, I use it figuratively, of course. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Figure. figuratively. It's I a mean, figure now. Yeah. Well, I mean, when he takes both barrels and aims at him, and he doesn't see it coming, that's the Mars and Scorpio. And I have this too, so I can relate to it. That it's like you, the ultimate tactical human being. 
who can figure out how to manipulate or get into a position to fire the guns at somebody and they don't even know they're doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically have no idea that it's coming. And that's why so many generals and military people have Mars and Scorpio. Yes, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Yep. He does have... Not Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't know where that one came from either. <laughs> What's he his has, name? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, has is a Leo, and I think he has Scorpio rising. Okay. But I don't know, yeah. Well, that makes sense, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what's his name? Schwarzkopf. Thank you. Yeah, Schwarzkopf. Oh, yeah. Storm and Norman. Storm yes. and Norman. Yeah, he has yes. Mars and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was able to to basically figure out what he wanted to do and, and plan it out even before the enemy knew it about the it. The interesting part to me is the Uranus on his moon right now. Oh, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is interesting. It's going That's how he's going to raise the money. Uh-huh. Because the moon rules his eighth house. How is he going to finance the campaign? Right? Okay, yeah, right. Oh, that will, that's taken care of already. Yeah, that seems that. Pr- pretty good. Yeah, and with Bloomberg backing up, I'm, I just don't think there's going to be a problem in that regard. No, there won't be a problem. No. no. So, anyway, cool. That's cool beans, actually. Okay, is there anything else we want to talk about in this chart? South Node in Aquarius. That, I just noticed that. The south 29th. Node, I, yes, the south node in Pisces. Well, yeah, it depends on what um, system I use the mean okay, node. Okay, so you're, you're I, using the uh, true node. Okay. Yeah. All I right, well, then he's so getting 29. the south node in Aquarius. If right. you're getting the, he's going to have the Mercury station there. Okay, yeah, that's true. You'll yeah. have Uranus squaring his um, Mars at that time. Okay. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but that, how close is what degree is it is is Uranus now? Well, three, I think. Three yeah, now, three. but it's but going it's to be, be up at, at twelve. Uh, Uranus will be eight degrees. Okay, that's when it'll start showing up. Yep. And then it'll square. That'll square his Pluto. Yeah. Oh, he's got. <laughs> that's when the nuclear power comes out. Yeah, and it comes out or it takes or and it destroys his... himself, however exactly. you want to look at it. Yeah, hopefully not. Exactly. But um, it's one or the other. Yeah, I hope it's yes, going to be it empowering will be. him. And he will, yeah, he'll have to take a stand on something, and yeah. that will either win him over or pull him out completely. Yeah. Is that the stand when you are right there at the judge? <laughs> I don't think so. This is going to be something know, internal within himself. But there's an awful lot coming up right now, so it's going to be an interesting yeah. ride. Sit back and get the popcorn. Watch the show. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, why don't we still have a couple minutes here, or about one minute? I want to just talk a second about the coronavirus. Just a second. Uh, we've been talking about um, Doug and I've been talking about thinking that it's not exactly the way people portray it. You know, it's a little inaccurate, and it's being made a lot out of, even though, you know, they're making a lot out of it, but I don't think it's as big as what they say it is. If you look at where everyone's getting messages out there as far as that these people who are dying from the coronavirus in different states, they are all the sanctuary cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Trump cut off the monies going out to these sanctuary cities, and immediately, unless they have an emergency— Mm-hmm. And this is a way for them to have an emergency, the it's way I see it. It's interesting. Yeah, everything seems, when things seem a little coincidental, then you have to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're in the business of no coincidences. That's true. That's right. 
you know, that there is no such thing as a coincidence. So no. go to your fridge there, Jackie, and get yourself a Corona. I gift it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have one, do you? Actually, I don't. <laughs> uh, well, it's okay. But anyway, okay. So thank you very much, Jackie. It was a great show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on. And no, thank you. Tell it them was my how, pleasure. The, how to get a hold of you. How do we you? get a hold of you? Oh, my website, uh, geocosmicstudies.com or jcslevin, S-L-E-V-I-N, at gmail.com. Okay, great. Thank you so much. We're going to be talking to you again in the next few weeks because, you okay. know, stuff is intensifying, so we need the, the voice of reason. Okay, <laughs> okay. thank you. Now, okay. you said J.C. J.C. Yeah. J.C. Slevin. Jesus Christ Slevin. Yeah, that's right. That's how you remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, J.C., it was C. It was the initial of my maiden name. So oh, there you okay. Go. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. okay. I just thought okay. that, you know, I heard it. I thought I'd better call it. Oh, good. Right. Thank you very much, Jackie, for being on today. We really appreciate it. Thank What's you. Fun? You're welcome. Okay. okay. Fun. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Okay. So, all right. We have the, the the events that are coming up. We have the Emerald Spiral Expo coming up on the 28th of March, we hope. I'm hoping it's not going to be canceled, but, you know, we'll just see what happens. Emerald Spiral Expo is the biggest and most preeminent New Age fair in the Northwest, featuring spiritual metaphysical authors, crystals, and many psychic readers. There are over 90 booths selling crystals, books, and readings. We have a keynote speaker who is Corby, Colby Wilk who possesses the ability and fine-toned skills to access access pure source and then read whatever issues that are present in your life. Colby is terrific at answering personal inquiries with information that empowers us all. He will lecture and heal and perform a workshop at the Expo. So bring your family, friends, and kindred spirits and explore the exciting world of alternative medicine, New Age wisdom, and quantum physics. The, uh, the Expo is a free event, which free healings, lectures, and free parking at the Kent Commons at 525 4th Avenue North on Saturday, March 28th. New hours are 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So if you want more information, I think there's still a couple of booths available. Contact Astara Brisky at emeraldspiral.com. And there's still, yes, like I said, still booths available and allow Emerald Spiral to help you with discover a new adventure with your journey of spirituality. Now, we have um, After Dark readings on Monday night, and we have it on Wednesday night. Monday night is at the Pizza Casa in Lakewood. It's 12924 Pacific Highway Southwest in Lakewood. And $20 for 10 minutes, $40 for 20 minutes. Those are readings with me. And also, if you come to the Pizza Casa and you say that you heard us on the Jupiter Rising Show, you get a free book. And you get a pizza, too, from Matt Shea on the first, the first of this month. So that's coming up this Monday. <coughs> After Dark Readings are at Burr's Restaurant on Wednesday at 6151 Silicon Boulevard in Lakewood at 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. Okay. Now, we finally have, finally, we have the horoscope column that I do every week for the website, KKNW website. The new entries are on the, they come up at noon on Monday. And I write those every week. So it's 1150kknw.com. Okay, so um, give us your contact stuff. The best way is contact me by 206-769-4924. Okay, great. Text or call, or I'm always at the Fife 
Poodle Dog okay. on Wednesday night at 7. That's right. Or at 6. 6. Okay. And I'm at EileenGrimes.com and the Jupiter Rising Show at AOL.com or JupiterRisingShow.com. So anyway, um, we have next week, Matt Shea is going to be on. And then on the 21st, we've got Susan Bergstrom who's going to be here talking to us about the Medicare business. Okay. That's it for us today. I hope you all had a good time. We had a great time with our guest, Jackie Slevin. We will see you all next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Thank you.